Welcome to From the Cryptoverse, the podcast where we bring you up to speed on the news, developments, and innovations from the Cryptoverse. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jacques. In today's episode, I want to start off by discussing Reddit. Uh, yeah, so something that's kind of a little fishy to me, or not even fishy, um, something that is just a little odd, um, and I've noticed it from Reddit NFTs alone, is that Right up NFT shows that people actually enjoy crypto and like crypto when they don't know that it's crypto. Yeah, that maybe uh, speaks to a little bit of the stigma that crypto's gotten over the years. That's interesting. Well, how are they, how are they uh, how are they implementing the NFTs? Like, what are they doing to 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 make it not look like crypto? Yeah, so you know, from our angle of being marketers. Um, Reddit had took the marketing approach of avoiding using crypto lingo. Okay. So, you know, pretty much uh, they used uh, terminology such as collectible avatars, digital collectibles and things of that nature to to pretty much steer from using crypto jargon and just to, you know, get people, you know, away from thinking and, and looking at it as an NFT and crypto. You know, I got a, I got an antidote about that because I first got into crypto back in like, I think it was 2016 and I got yeah. in some people might know this site uh, that have been in crypto for a bit, but I got in first involved with crypto was a website called steam. It was a, with a cryptocurrency called steam. And it was, I, I guess it's probably a pretty good parallel to Reddit because you could basically upvote posts and you'd be rewarded. If you wrote the post, you'd be rewarded in crypto. So like, oh, yeah, it was, it was cool um, when it first started. And back then I was an editor of a magazine and I actually lost one of my writers cause she went and did this site full time. And I was like, how is she making enough money on this site to do this full time? So I gave it a shot and I made, I made some good money on the crypto. Um, it's now crashed and is, is still around, but definitely not as lucrative as, as it used to be. But um, I had friends seeing that I was also having success on it and they weren't crypto natives and they weren't really tech savvy either. And I was trying to explain to them one, how to use it, but then also like how it worked and then how to actually make money out of it. And it, it was still somewhat of an obscure ecosystem. So I was explaining to them, well, you, you write a post and then you get upvoted and that, that upvote actually translates into this cryptocurrency called Steam. Yeah. But in order to get that to your bank account, you have to transfer the Steam to this other wallet and then swap it for another token. And then you have to transfer that token to another wallet and swap it for USD and then you can transfer to your bank account. And <laughs> I, I probably sounded way more crazy back when I explained it then because I did not explain it as simply. But I guess what I'm trying to say by this is like... It, it was back then when I first realized, man, the biggest barrier to entry to crypto as a whole is just the barrier to entry to learning it and understanding it. There's just so much education that has to yeah. happen. So from what Reddit's doing, like it probably uh, it probably offends crypto natives a little bit that they're like taking away the crypto terms. But it makes sense. I think like I do think this is the only way we're going to see mainstream of adoption is is if we remove that education barrier to entry. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, to your note, um, in comparison to OpenSea, Reddit had actually sold out three million of their avatars, uh, of their collectible oh. avatars, and they have only been in a marketplace since July. And you, um, in comparison to OpenSea, who's been, um, you know, in the market for five plus years, and they are in, you know, actual NFT marketplace, so they are, you know, built for NFT collections and things like that. So, you know, for Reddit to just come in and jump the gun, and uh, you know, in about three or four months, and you know, pretty much upsteer the amount of uh, users and, and 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 active wallets that they have on their platform, that's amazing. And especially like you said, it's just a lot of 
uh, barriers to entry into the blockchain space. Um, mm-hmm. you know, beginning with you no know, technical technical things, um, you know uh, jargon, you know just the whole nine yards of things, um, you know, and to get into the space. So if it's a way uh, that people can get into the space without having to you know, go through the things that you know that you and I went through, such as you know. Um, you know, transfer, transferring wallets or transferring coins and swapping it for this coin, just the whole, you know, DeFi uh, ecosystem, you know, thing. Um, that'd be, you know, way smoother and way easier for mm-hmm. just, you know, average Joes to onboard into crypto. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. And, um, you know, Reddit, obviously a big like Web 2 player and now sort of tra- making this transition into Web 3. Um, and they've obviously got the weight of all their reputation that they've developed over the years behind it. So cool seeing the success there. Um, but sort of on like the other flip side to another thing that I think is a a detriment to crypto as a whole is, you know, there's the education barrier, sure, but there's also Mm -hmm. like this fear barrier of I'm getting into something that's a scam or I'm getting into something that's, that's actually going to like, I'm going to lose money. And that brings us to like the second thing we need to talk about is the bankruptcy court or a bankruptcy court approved FTX's purchase agreement for Voyager assets. So Voyager being a crypto lender. Um, and you know, as we went from the, the crazy bull market we saw in the last two years or so, and now into this somewhat, uh, somewhat bad bear market, but a bear market nonetheless, um, certainly not unfamiliar for the crypto space. We're seeing a lot of consolidation for, uh, crypto companies and crypto assets. And so this FTX trying to just gobble up what they can is interesting. But I think, you know, this consolidation in this sort of not centralization, because I think that's, that's not what, where crypto should head or will head. Yeah. Um, but sort of like this consolidation of all these assets into a trustworthy company. Um, you know, there was a lot of distrust that popped up when, when money's flowing freely, you get a lot of bad actors coming into the game. And I think FTX has that established relationship with consumers and with regulators that they're here to, to, to do things trustworthy. Uh, so it's probably a good thing that they're swallowing up Voyager's assets and at least maybe coming in and and sort of saving the day and helping the crypto market stabilize. But I think over the next, I don't know, year or so, or until we really hit the next bull run, we're going to see a lot of maybe capitulation for these companies that maybe over leveraged, overextended, and they're a lot of them will probably just cease to exist. And that, that is worrisome for people that are maybe using like DeFi protocols or locking up their tokens on some kind of staking protocol, et cetera. Um, but for the massive industry, I think the consolidation is good and the, the weeding out of bad actors will be a good thing long run. Agreed, agree, agree. You literally hit it on the nail. You know, like you said, with FTX having an establishment within the ecosystem and, you know, having that relationship between consumers and professionals, um, you know, this can, you know, either, you know, steer people to, you know, onboard FTX more or, uh, you know, just steer them away from more because it is, in a sense, just, you know, building up that centralization part of things where, you know, they are establishing and onboarding a lot of access assets and in in, in, in the such. So it's like, you know, kind of going against the grain of the whole decentralization part of things where everybody is, you know, their own man and everybody integration, you know, with one another. So I, you know, definitely would love to see how this plays out in the long run. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. So Bitcoin actually was over 20,000 for the first time in three weeks. 
20,000. Yay. <laughs> I, re- I remember the times when people were getting excited for like 3,000, 4,000. Yeah. And uh, now 20,000 is like, man, we've. I thought we've been here before. Exactly, but, man. <laughs> but we're here again. Exactly. But it's, it's only the cycle of, um, you know, of the marketplace and, you know, uh, you know, what, what goes up must comes down. So <laughs> I'm kind of happy. I'm celebrating a little bit, but it's still like, okay, it's only 20,000. Yeah, it's, it's hard to celebrate in crypto because you start celebrating. And by the time you get like five minutes into that, you know, everything's crashed again and we're back into a, a deep winter. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the interesting thing about this from my perspective is that it seemed like this week we saw some separation between stocks and yeah. like traditional assets and what crypto markets have been doing. For a long time in this bear market, we've just been seeing everything go down together and exactly. also go up a little bit together. But this week, stocks were kind of rocky and crypto seemed, at least for the main ones, pretty not straight up, but they were up like five, ten percent, and that's yeah. that's interesting. It makes me think maybe there's some decoupling coming here in the future. Mm, that's a, it is a good note to note because, um, as you mentioned, traditional finance and traditional sector, uh, you know, on the stock, uh, the traditional finance and you know the crypto market were you know tied together in a sense as far as w- when one goes up, the other goes up, and when one goes down, the other goes down. Mm-hmm. So. It is, you know, just interesting to see, like, if in the long term, the two markets will, you know, eventually decouple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because uh, personally, I, I, I think crypto uh, and blockchain, you know, just the whole, you know, ecosystem, you know, are going to, you know, uh, grow on their own. Um, you know, it's probably going to be some type of correlation between the two markets, though, but for them to be just... Um, you know, going up at the same exact time and going down at the same exact time, I don't think that's going to continuously happen. Yeah, yeah. I, and, well, and I'm as somebody who holds crypto and, you know, is is invested in the space as a whole, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I continue to remain bullish on it, not really from like external factors of of like the consumer market, but really from the conversations that we get to have in our day to day with investors um, on the institutional level and enterprises that are continuing to set in place the structure to be able to adopt Bitcoin and a lot of these larger currencies into IRAs and 401ks and etc. And in the vein of very large companies getting involved with crypto or maybe buying crypto, Elon has officially purchased Twitter. We thought this was going to happen, then it wasn't going to happen, then it was, then it wasn't. But looks like in traditional Elon fashion, he is is pulling through. I think yesterday it was, at least at the time of recording, he walked into Twitter headquarters with a sink. And I think he tweeted something like, let this sink in, or I don't know, something. (laughs) Uh, But so that's happening. But sort of why we want to mention it is it'll be interesting to see. We called out Reddit in the previous story. Um, It'll be interesting to see how Twitter, who's kind of also this online forum with Elon now at the head, who's maybe pumped Dogecoin and, uh, you know, a few other crypto projects in the past, if there's anything coming to Twitter there. Uh, So no, I'm interested. I'm not a huge Twitter user, but as somebody who, you know, does social media for their job, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, uh, likewise, especially because, um, you know, the the crypto community is natively on Twitter. Yeah, that's where they reside at. So I definitely want to see how Elon is going to, you know, intertwine everything and just make Twitter more of a a crypto native platform. Yeah, I mean, we definitely get most of our engagement when it comes to crypto on Twitter. You know, the biggest worry I have is crypto 
has such an open door, at least it has in the past, for the opportunity to be scammed, like we talked about with Mm -hmm. a lot of that. I hope that there is responsible, maybe moderation isn't what crypto needs, but some kind of discernment in the platform to make sure that there aren't crypto scammers just going out there and stealing money. Because I know when when we post or we work with partners to post, it's like 50% of the the tweets and replies we get on Twitter are people trying to shill, you know, some altcoin or some project. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and as a crypto native, I know, I know to look away from that, but it it, it must be working. Otherwise they would, they would stop doing it. So exactly. But, but uh, sorry to cut you off, but I'm glad that you just said that because you said as a crypto native, so someone who's like a, an average Joe, they probably can't, you know, tell a difference between some, you know, b- between them being scammed or, you know, mm-hmm. it being a legit tweet. So yeah. I'm glad that you spoke to that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely. And I'm in groups on, on Facebook, I think it is. And, you know, there's people that, that take these things and think that they're legit and end up losing money. And it's like, sorry, I, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing we can do that. Just kind of how crypto works. And, you know, it, it shouldn't be, it kind of leaves a really bad taste in people's mouth. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Elon buying Twitter is a good thing and uh, a good thing for crypto as well. But uh, time will tell. It will definitely be an exciting journey to watch. But uh, that brings us to the end of episode two of From the Cryptoverse. If you want to reach out to us, give us a story to talk about, or maybe even want to appear on the podcast, shoot me an email at trevor at legible.io. And uh, this concludes what is hopefully the most thought-provoking and informative portion of your day. And don't forget to like and subscribe and stay fully up to date on our website. Until next time.